my name is Tom, and with me, as always... Hi, Tom, it's Andrea! There we go. This is The Other Castle. The Other Castle. And we're back with another episode. So, Andrea is not happy this week with the game we chose. I've had better weeks with games we've okay. done. I'm not um, even going to say that we chose. I chose. Yeah, I, I was a little blindsided by this. You were like, it's great, it's funny, you'll love it, which you say a, about a lot of things. So I know my chances <laughs> are like 4 in 10 that it'll be okay but and reasonable. Because sometimes you're like, it's great, and I'm like, I'm crying and I hate everything. And you go... I thought it'd be fine. Oh, well, we're already knee deep. Let's do this. (laughs) And that's how we've been married for years. Okay, so this week, this game is number seven in like a series of, I think, eight or nine. Okay. Okay, so this is Leisure Suit Larry, Love for Sale. You're killing me, Larry. I had to Google what commercial that's from. If you're from Southern California. Oh, my God. I think it's just Southern California because I, I haven't was heard say, these. I seems very regional. Yeah, I haven't heard them anywhere else, but Los Angeles area specifically, if you've ever been in a car with a radio on. Right. You'll hear, you're killing me, Larry. <laughs> you're killing, it's the sit and sleep guys. Right. And he really was killing me, Larry. You did not enjoy Larry at all. I zoned all. in and out and missed nothing. I could tell you were not fully engaged, but that's okay. <laughs> so Leisure Suit Larry, Love for Sale. Like I said, this is number seven in a series, but it was kind of a first for its series. Now, what does that mean? So the first six games were really early in the age of computer gaming. Right. This actually was released on Halloween night, 1996. So October 31st, 96. This game's coming up on 22, 22 years. years. Right. We're doing a whole lot of old games. Yeah. We did Far Cry, which came out a few months ago, and then everything else is old enough to buy a beer. My favorite person to get me games, my brother Darren, he was the person who introduced me to this game, so... Is he the one that brought you the Aerosmith game, the too? The Aerosmith game. God damn it. The Neverhood. He brought me in... So he introduced me to a lot of these games. I'd like it to be very clear, this is an in-law of mine and not right. real fam. Which is so strange, because Darren's not a gamer by any stretch of the imagination. Well, his choices make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just that he's always seen me as the gamer, so if somebody gave him one, he always just gave it to me. He goes, ah, little Tom likes those yeah. clicky things. I don't think he understood what he was giving me when I was, how old was I, 12 years old? Right. Yeah, I was 12 years old when when I played this game, so uh, 12, 13 year old, and it's in, I would put this in the category of- Whoa, you were 13? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you done fucked up, Darren. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, you're just starting to realize now. I did the math, and that's- offensive. Right. He should be put on a list. <laughs> I was way too young to be playing this You're game. Way too young for this. this game was not designed for children. Like, this is a very much an adult game. I was too young to watch Pet Cemetery at 8. Mm-hmm. This at 13 is still like leaps and bounds beyond that. Yeah, I mean, growing up in a Catholic household, uh, I was allowed to watch anything violent, but I wasn't allowed to watch anything sexual. Right. So And you came out super not fucked up about that. No, not at all. Yeah. Right. Great relationship with the violence. Right. Okay, but like dead ass, <laughs> Tom falls asleep to Inglorious Bastards. I mean, I used to. I don't Okay, anymore. but you did when, before I eight out of you. seven nights a week. And it was fucking Eight weird. out of seven. Shut up. Not even. <laughs> that bloodlust started early. I know. But okay, it so. It was between that and kick ass. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what's the loudest, <laughs> screamiest, violent. like bloody and like light gore, but kind of bodily gore where you see broken bones and suffocating and shit? Yeah. I'm just going to drift off to dreamland and not let the gremlins eat my brain in the middle of the night. And I'm like, I have to fall asleep to ASMR and fucking people unboxing things and crinkling noises. Otherwise, the demons come. And <laughs> it's like the storm night all over again. But you're like, oh, yeah, watching fingers be broken one by one. Pish posh, I take a nap. Well, with Inglorious Bastards, that whole opening sequence is in like both French and English, so it's easy to drift off on because when my eyes are closed, I don't understand what the French is saying. They burn a building down. That's at the end of the movie. I'm, okay. I'm fast asleep anyway. by that time. So, snap out of it. Wake up from those weird fucking violence dreams you're having. So, anyway, not sex allowed, but this game got into my hands and... Um, so you were too young for this. Way too young for this. And I'm 28. I'm not comfortable with all the content in this. Legit, the puzzles in this are fucking hard. Yeah, like, it seems like it. Even as an adult, these are hard puzzles. Okay, so let's get it. Let's backtrack a little bit. So Leadership Larry, as you said, it was the seventh in a series, and this right. one really adjusted the framework for how the games have been done. So. It's the first time it was fully animated. Uh, when you say fully animated, that's you see full cutscenes that look like cartoons. Like cartoons. But even just the regular game itself looks like an animated cartoon kind of a situation. Not so much like... Not um, like Cuphead? Not like Cuphead or what was the one that we just did recently, Dragon's Lair. Right. It's not necessarily like that, but these are cartoony characters. 2D animation. 2D animation. It looks hand-drawn. Uh, it's done in the same style as, say, like Family Guy, where everybody's just stationary and their mouths move when it's their turn to talk. Right. But otherwise, everything's really stationary to keep, the obviously, the budget down. Which is pretty revolutionary for 1998. Six. 96. 96. I'm sorry. Yeah, right? I mean, this is... I gave the benefit of the doubt for a few years, but it came out earlier. This is the first time they did voiceovers in the game. That's cool. So everything about it was very fresh and new for the series, mm -hmm. even though it was number seven. Mm -hmm. And I never... I mean... I later played some of the earlier ones. They're very different. It's kind of like text adventures with okay. pictures. Yeah. Some moving and stuff, but it's they're very early games, and... You know, they were clearly popular enough to get a bunch Seven. of sequels. Right. Fast and Furious numbers. I mean, you got to remember, adults were just inventing this stuff at the time. So they wanted their fun, sexy games. So, yeah, I was going to say. Fun, sexy games. This is in the genre. I would put this in kind of the, the sex games category. Which, you know. <laughs> they exist. They exist. You know, there's Plumbers a don't wear ties. That's a very classic one on 3DO. Oh, yeah. You've seen the Angry Video Game Nerd episode about that Oh, one. okay, where the girl, like, loses her shirt at some point when you're trying to go to a job or something. Exactly, yeah, okay. that one. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. Makes no fucking sense. Right, so, you know, there are games in that genre, and Leisure Suit Larry is one of them, and I'd say it's more of the funny, like... It's cheeky. It's very cheeky. It's and, very 90s. And I think it's really playing to its core Racists? audience. No, I, I wouldn't. How I know the one scene you're talking about. And I think they played that very cleverly, personally. It's clever. There's a few bullets I have on that. I, I, I heard you typing away furiously. <laughs> you just looked up and went, oh no. During this entire sequence. No, But we'll, we'll get, get into there. that. Okay, yeah. so let's start out the game itself. So this was directed, designed, and written by a man named Alro, who seems to be the father of the franchise. Right, Al Lowe. Al Lowe. Lowe, with, with an L. L. Yes. Lowe. Like Talk Larry. Racist stuff that's coming up later. 
No, that was just a mistype of my fat ass fingers. So that's on me. That's nothing. But to yeah, do with Allo, Mr. And Al. Yeah, he kind of has based Larry on himself. I don't think they look anything alike, but it's like a weird. He almost okay. So Larry himself looks like the critic. If you remember that okay. show, yeah, with but, a really long dick nose. Yeah, um, he's got black hair with a big bald spot on the back, with a little bit of a comb really over. Really receding hairline, yeah, widow's he, peak. Yeah, very incel. But he keeps it really long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he's got like a long dick nose. I mean, it, there's just a lot of like phallic symbols throughout the entire game. This it's, entire game is a dick. Yeah, it's it's just one giant penis of a game. I'm not ma- I'm not trying to be coy or cute. Like there's it's just a dick. No, in fact, I remember the, the CD-ROM that it came on because you know it came on. Oh CD-ROM my god, back was then. it a dick? Well, it's Larry naked, but right at the hole no! is where his junk would be. So when you stick your finger through it, yeah. No, that was totally a thing. I, I, thank you so much for reminding me of that just now. I'm mad for you bringing that to life right now. Oh, I'd so rather be doing dumb, violent shit you're immune to than this weird dick joke of a game. It really is just one long dick joke, but it's a fun dick joke. So let's get into the game. So it's starring Larry Laffer. I know it's a leisure suit Larry, but Larry Laffer is his name. And you won't forget it because he introduces himself to every character as, Hi, I'm Larry. Larry Laffer. Like, you're supposed to know who the fuck that is. Well, you have to say it like he does because he goes, I'm Larry. <laughs> Larry Laffer. And then he stares at you expecting a biscuit of a compliment. And the, everybody just... But that's what I was saying. Like, it, it's hitting its core audience. People that are actually <laughs> like... Awkward like with women who don't succeed, who can't get laid, that kind of stuff. And this game gives them that opportunity to finally get in with those people. Yikes. I know. But, hey, it's for a specific audience, and I think it plays to it quite well. And as a 12-year-old boy... Yeah. I mean, I get where you're coming from. Right. <laughs> anyway, so we open on Larry in a... A sticky situation. Uh, yeah, it's a, it actually opens up immediately following the prior game. Right. So it's just it's with the girl that you you know get with at the end of that game, and it picks up right with that that first night together. And <laughs> so she puts him into handcuffs, and he's got to escape from it because she also puts a cigarette in his mouth. He spits it out, lights a fire, and the entire apartment car catches on fire. Okay, so here's the scene. They're in a heart-shaped bed situation. Right. It's like the honeymoon suite. There's clothes everywhere. She is this, like, busty redhead with a bandeau top. If if you don't know what that means, it's like a tube top that's cropped, so it's literally just a band around your tits. She's got these I Dream of Jeannie, like, see-through purple pants with, like, a thong. Mm -hmm. So they basically just drew a naked girl and were like, ah, fuck, put a Band-Aid on it. Right. Just in case. And she breaks up with him, like, mid-fuck. Mm-hmm. Just because she doesn't want to be with him anymore. Usher proposed to one of his wives mid-fuck. Really? That's the only fun fact I have about Usher. (laughs) I read it in a People magazine in an airport once, and I went, that's all I need to know about this man. Well, she did the opposite of that. Yeah. She broke up with him. Yeah. And so he's trapped. And she leaves the room. She's like, bye. Right. And then the whole place catches on fire. And he's on the 40th floor of this hotel. Right. And the fire chief is there just 
fucking instantly. Laughing at him. And is like heckling him through the bullhorn. And Larry is inside with the windows closed, all doors shut. And he's just talking to the police chief as if he's like right there next to him. Right. He's like, so what should I do? He's like, well, you need to jump off the the building. You need to break the glass. You know, he's giving him instructions, whatever. So Larry breaks out. Jumps off the roof and then does this crazy Rube Goldberg bounce off like the what the trampoline that they There's catch a trampoline, him on. Trampoline. I think he jump- bounces off the ladder of the fire of the fire truck. truck. And then there is a fat opera woman right singing outside of a window, and he hits her boobs. Yep, <laughs> that's how physics works. And flies off. And then you hear you know a million different crashes and stuff. Cat screeching, probably a Wilhelm here or there. Right, and then Larry's on a cactus. He he lands with his mouth. Wide open, right. so that the cactus inserts itself into his mouth. I'm I'm motioning like like a jerking job. off right now because yeah. that's how he falls, <laughs> and he's just like, oh jeez, and the cactus is under me again. Right, and then he finds just a postcard for a cruise ship, and like this announcer comes out of nowhere. Yeah, there's an interviewer, an interviewer that <laughs> came with the fire truck, saying, "Larry, what are you gonna do next?" And he's like, I'm going to take a cruise. So that's how we get into Love for Sale. And Sail spelled S-A-I-L. I kept calling it Sailboat Larry. Sailboat you, Larry. you mentioned the uh, title in passing, and all I walked in was Boats and Larry. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, when are we doing Sailboat Larry? And Tom would go, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Or who this man who is. Sailboat and I was like, Larry this is, is your friend, fucking Larry. <laughs> you go, no. No, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> what about. What fever dream are you referencing, dear? Uh, so... He is distraught. He is recently dumped. He is recently dumped. Chasing someone out of his league that he did not deserve. He rushes to the sea. He takes to the sea. Takes to the sea. You know, people go on vacation after a breakup, like forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you dye your hair, you cut it all off, you move, you just, you get a puppy. You You go on a fuck cruise. Get a fuck ton of cats. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, Larry goes on a cruise and... Another thing before we kind of get into it, and this kind of comes up as he goes into the cruise, what's a leisure suit? Okay, so a leisure suit. Let's get into what that is that, first. That terminology is a little dated and I didn't know what it was. very dated. And that was the idea too. Is In the 90s, it was dated. So. Oh, okay. So this wasn't cool at the time. No, it was supposed to be very uncool at the time. So it's a suit you would associate with... Um, John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. It's the suit people wear to a disco. It's like if you go to a spirit Halloween store and you find... The 70s disco 70s guy. pimp suit? Yeah, kind of <laughs> thing. That cheesy shit where it's like All silky. open. Yeah. It's just a white... It, Sharp collars. Right. It's a white jacket, but it's not necessarily like a business suit or anything. The pants are usually kind of a little bit bell-bottomy. Like right before Miami Vice. Right. Right before Miami Vice. Yeah. I, I would say like disco era perfectly. The 70s. upgrade above, below Miami Vice. Mid, mid to late 70s. Right. And so Larry's still very much... It, it, that was a thing in the 90s, too, was it was making fun of people that couldn't let go of disco. That's right. They were, um, there was that movie that came out, it was like the night that disco died, and it was a whole thing. Right. Like, sit down. Yeah, there's just there's, there was a small community of people that couldn't let go of disco. So <laughs> that was the part of the community that Larry belonged to, yeah. which easily made fun of. Right. Um, so as he gets on the cruise, the cruise is the whole game, so we're right. truly in the thick of it. Uh, before we move on, this is where I noticed the graphic, and you know, we're going to be using the word graphic a lot throughout this episode. <laughs> what is the cursor in the this cursor PC game? 
is an unrolled condom for your pointer arrow. And then during like your hourglass parts, it's a wrapped condom. Andrea's face right now. I don't now care for this shit. It's so sour. <laughs> I mean, you just took a whole fistful of lemon and shoved it in Can you not fucking say fistful in this episode? Like, No, we're going to have so much in No, you're putting a dollar in a jar, and then I'm going to Disney World. I'm going on my own goddamn cruise from the fistful jar. I am going to fist so much innuendo into this episode. You're not fisting anything into me, because this shit is over. <laughs> Sorry, this is our last episode. We're breaking up. No, don't. I'm not going to fist anything. <laughs> okay, good. All right. But Things I've had to make my husband say. Innuendo in and out the ass tonight. That's the sound of my rings coming off. No, no, don't take it off. <laughs> anyway, okay. this fucking game. Uh, so there are, there's that thing. There's also an ongoing Easter egg of, is it a dick? Okay, so it's, think of Where's Waldo. Yep, red, red and white stripes. But it's Where's Dildo. Okay, so it's a dildo. But he kind of, Great. honestly, he looks like a hot dog. Yeah, he's just kind of a, a skinny phallic thing. He doesn't have balls at the end of him, does Yeah, he? there's no balls at the end of it, so it's just like a, a straight penis dildo. And, I mean, it looks like Waldo. It's red and white, wears glasses even, yeah. and a little hat on looks it. Looks like so. a candy cane. In the different screens, he's hiding in different spots. And it also, at different points in the game, like, you can be on the same screen that you were before, but if you've already found him before... He'll be in a different location, so right. there's 32 of them. It's just a fun little Easter egg hunt throughout the game. Uh, one other thing that happens throughout the game is you can steal shit. Right. Well, you interact. We're gonna call it interact. I'm gonna call it stealing because he straight up just takes things from other people's rooms. Yeah, I mean he has to because it's part of the game. Yeah. So once you get on the ship, you meet the captain. Her name is Captain Thigh, right? Right. Captain Thigh and. She has a competition every week called the Thighs Man Trophy Contest, in which all the men or women, whoever wants to compete, will perform a list of tasks, um, different competitions, and the winner gets to spend the next week on the cruise in her cabin doing whatever you want to her. She puts her pussy up as a prize as a to prize. be won, which only further like institutes the incel mindset of this game. Right. But this is long before the incel movement like became a How thing. How ready are you for angry feminist rants? Because uh, I, believe me, trigger warning. Why do you think I wanted to do this episode so badly? To anger me yes. and to create a fire in me so furious, like I'm just gonna leave you and find a, an island of angry other women and we'll be happy <laughs> together. Is this you trying to force me out of our marriage? There, there's an island of cats just waiting. A fuck ton of cats. A fuck ton of cats. Uh, so. That's the main goal of the game. So you have a set list of tasks, and you have to complete not only complete them, but do them perfectly mm-hmm. so you can win some pussy and get another week on a cruise. But in the process, you get a ton of action as well. Unfortunately, that's true. Yes. Um, because you mentioned that, I do want to say something else shitty about Larry's life. Uh, when he gets on the cruise, they go, all right. We had a little issue with your room. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but your new room is huge. It's goes, the biggest room on the boat. Biggest room on the boat. And he goes, okay, I mean, that sounds great. Fuck you, Larry. It's the boiler room. Right. It's the <laughs> boiler room. It's room zero. It is at the bottom of the ship. And, like, the staircase even makes it look like it's going down, like, five more floors into the ground. Yeah. So, yes, it's cavernous and huge. But there's also just, like, a cot in the corner. Yeah. The shower is just, it's, like... It's a, a fire s- hose attached to another 
like tube. Right, and it's just like a stick, and there's a tiny little shower curtain. It's it's the grossest room humanly possible. Makes which is, me very happy. Yeah. Well, it's the equivalent of your mom's basement. It's like I, worse than a mar- mom's basement. Yeah. Like here's another thing. It's like though. mom's mudroom basement. <laughs> there's a thing that I noticed when he's going up to his room door. There is a room negative one. There's one that goes down one Yeah, <laughs> so Yeah, so you go up to the doors, and the hallway where his do- doors looks like a hotel hallway, where it's just doors, Except they have the numbers. Except the door handles. Oh, you didn't notice the door handles, did you? No. Oh, what yeah. What the fuck is wrong with the door handles? The door handles were just droopy penises. Ah. Yeah. They were, they were these gold droopy penises. Well, I guess knob is too easy to Way too pass easy. up. Yeah. Yeah, but his... I mean, they could have done boobs. Like a circle yeah. with a titty. Yeah. Uh, it's like a hidden Mickey at this point in this game, right? right? No. <laughs> hidden titty. Hidden titties. So, yeah. So it's room zero. Next to him on the right is room one. And then on the left is negative one. Negative one. So, like, who the fuck is that guy? That's great. I like that a lot, actually. I'm glad that I caught that without you. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got a shitty room. He wants to compete, so he gets another free week on this cruise where he gets to fuck someone. Uh, he's sad. Yeah, so let's go through the different uh, events that he's got to do. There's a cooking competition. There's a fashion competition. There's a fuck competition. There's a fuck competition. There's bowling, inexplicably. There's bowling. There's uh, shoe horse. What is that? Horseshoes. Horseshoes. You have There's to play horseshoes. Craps. Craps. Uh, yeah, a, a gambling game. I don't understand. Is it similar to craps? Like, it is craps. Yeah, it he's is playing craps. craps, yeah. Okay. So it's craps. Uh, I think that is all the games. Can you think of any of the other ones? No. Okay, so I think that's all of them. And they all require really complex puzzle solving. Right. So um, you've got to go around. There's really colorful characters all over the ship. So there's like there's Peggy. There's this peg-legged kind of custodian of the ship. She's Zarya. She's Zarya? Okay. Yeah, she's got like a thick Eastern European accent. Right. And she's angry and she's got a thick. peg leg. She and, bad. Which she, you know, she swaps out for different things. Like you see her with a mop at the end of her peg leg while yeah. she's literally swabbing the deck. And she curses so much. Like there's, <laughs> there's no actual cursing in the game. For a game about like sex and everything, there's no actual cursing in the game. Except she just keeps getting bleeped out like every right. other word. And it's just her, which is great. Yeah. And she's just got this filthy fucking mouth, which is just a delight. Just a delight. Um, and as a note, you can do these out of order. Yeah, you don't need to do this in any... And you can repeat them, so we you can go in and try your hand at bowling and be like, okay, I'm not good at this. I clearly need items or something to cheat my way through this. Right, and the bowling's not one like you would get in, on, say, like a PlayStation like a where where there's the arrows and you gotta, like, line things up. No, it's it's you click a button and he does it automatically. Yeah, you get a cutscene. You have to solve a puzzle in order to win the bowling, essentially. Yeah, so I would say, I mean, I would suggest if you are playing this to go through and do each of the things so you can kind of identify what you need to right fix you kind of you kind of go through it once to see what you need and then you go through it a second time later succeeding but you've got to go through so many different characters uh, again so there's the purser he's uh Peter that's his name he's the front desk guy and... all the guys are named after dicks oh yeah there's Richards Wang oh yeah that is Wang yeah the exquisites he he doesn't named after a wang but He's also kind of this, he's this hippie employee on the boat. I wrote The Love Guru. The Love Guru. Okay, yeah, very much. He seemed like a Jason Andersekar, uh character. 
You know, I could see him definitely playing him with, like, long dreads, too, on top of it. Yeah. And, you know, you've got... There's another character who she's a young, beautiful woman with her 95-year-old husband on the ship. And he's, what, he's an oil billionaire? Yeah, he's it's like ship tanker oil Oil tankers, yeah. Oil tankers. He runs oil tankers. So, yeah, he's a billionaire. So there's all sorts of colorful characters you meet. And a lot of them are named after, like... Famous women like there's Drew Baring Moore, right? Annette Boning, um, <laughs> Doomy Moore, Jamie Lee Coitus, Coitus, yep. The Jugs, my blood boils just saying that out loud. <laughs> the Jugs, um, instead of the Juds, yeah. And yeah, so there are all these different characters. So one of them is a librarian, for example. Was that one, uh, Jamie Lee Coitus? I believe that no. one was. Was that Jamie Lee Coitus? Okay, yeah. so she. Is all very prim and proper. She's got like the traditional librarian outfit, so she has those big glasses. Her hair is really tight. Like right, she's got a bodice. Yeah, and what the fuck that means because Larry's really creepy. He asks her inappropriate Ugh. questions. Like, you read any like erotica or anything she's like that? Just doing her fucking job. She's a librarian on a fuck boat. Right, just trying to find some solace in the sea. And she's like, no, I can't read that like salacious material. That would just be too inappropriate and improper, and she only likes the classics. So he's got to go and find a porn book, essentially. So he goes and he meets this other girl. That one's Drew Barrymore, and she's out on the nude deck. And I like when he goes to the nude pool. Really? Tell me why. What? <laughs> I think it's a really funny sequence where the um, this lifeguard tells him he's not allowed onto oh. the deck. Because his leisure suit, which is made out of polyester, will ignite in the sun. <laughs> You're dressed too tacky for the sun, sir. And Larry doesn't want to go out, like, fully naked, so he's like, do you have, like, a loner suit? So he gets a cod piece with an elephant just right over his junk, which I thought was funny. Tom's not being funny. It's literally just an elephant head on his dick. Yeah, it's just an elephant head over his dick. <laughs> which looks super fucking terrifying when you're seeing it animated in right. like a 90s style like when Ren and Stimpy <laughs> was the most reasonably like adult swim-ish content at yeah, that era that's was, true. was just kind of sometimes they draw butts and now you're seeing like genitalia genitalia everywhere. right yeah and like as a reference they do show like full titties and like they do those are easter eggs though what you were seeing were like they had to do sp- like special easter egg things to accomplish those so those aren't in the actual game itself. Okay. So there isn't actually much nudity at all in the game itself. Um, but but to unlock those, the gameplay is actually, I hate to bring this up, is similar to the Life is Strange Before the Storm series where Chloe has to talk her way in and out of things. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, no, so absolutely. There's, there's like a few different options to drive the conversation. So it'll be like the fight one, the polite one, and like the inquisitive one. But his is like, do you want to fuck? Talk right. about fucking... Leave quietly. <laughs> and I suppose if you're more aggressive, that's when the titties show up. But yeah, I mean, like, I hate that I brought Life is Strange into this. When you meet Drew Barrymore, for example, she is at the, the uh, nude pool, but there's a palm frond just very cleverly that's across right. her nipples. What you have to do is you have to select the palm frond. You don't have the right option, so you have to like go in, select other, type in the word push, and then it pushes it out of the way. Yeah, so, so it's like you got to go a bit out of your way. You've got to know what these codes are. That's one of the few that I actually I remember from it being a kid because 
when I'm 12, I want to see boobs, so. Even if they're drawn. Even if they're animated. Totally fake. You totally want to see some did boobs. You, did you ever take personal time? No. You didn't jerk off to this? No. Really? No. You were 13 and repressed. Right, but it was still animated. Like, that oh. That didn't do anything for me. I'm not. Huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Lie to me more. That, I'm, what the hell? <laughs> I'm not lying, but all right. Um, so, you, for example, Drew's reading a, like, erotica novel. And this is pre-Fifty Shades. This is pre-Fifty Shades. So this is like Fabio on the cover. Yeah. With, you know, something really cheesy. And right. All Larry has to do is ask if he can borrow it. So he takes it, swaps out the cover for um, the librarian's, like, Pride and Prejudice book or whatever the hell she's reading. Right. And so you just leave and come back, and all of a sudden... The librarian is just like this dominatrix sex goddess. Yeah, her hair's that. down. She's in like tight leathery shit. Yeah, she's all sexy and everything. And she's just like, I have been waiting for the next person to walk through this door. Like, she's just been wanting it so bad. And so she pulls Larry over, and you finally get laid for your first time. And Andrea's making another lemon face. She's. <laughs> I don't care for this content. I'm a prude. <laughs> I think. Uh, weirdly so. I'm weirdly a little bit... Of, I didn't care for the sex scenes in Shape of Water either. No, you didn't. You really... I did see a different cut than the theatrical, I think, though. No, you did, but... It was uncut. Hey. And that's the worst I'm going to get. See, the rest you're... of those are just going to be bitter. <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty handy with the innuendo. And a few other things. So, he fucks the librarian. So, he fucks the librarian. And she literally tears his clothes apart. Right. He jumps over the counter. You don't see insertion. No. But you do see limbs flying up, you know, the way you have sex. Right. And one limb shoots up into frame. How many times have we had sex where just one limb flies up? up in the air. Like, next time we're going, I'm just going to stick one arm up like I'm asking a question in class. Right. Okay. So, you going to do this and be like, yep, just like Larry taught me. Did you want to Nope. Nope. Okay. This is me now. (laughs) This really helps me. Uh, And this starts a running gag of the game that I think is quite funny. I actually did like. You liked this running gag? I like the humiliation of him. Yes. Right. So Larry ends up naked a lot in this game with like without his clothes and he has to get back to his room without anybody seeing him. So he's so like, for example, in this one, he's holding a book jacket over his junk. But as soon as he turns the corner, there's an old lady standing there and he rips the book cover in half and just is like exposing himself to a little old lady. And she's like, ooh. Ducklings. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This happens a few times. Uh, One is like a mother and her child being traumatized. But to be fair, he doesn't like flash that one. He's wearing an adult diaper in that one. That's right. And she just says, mommy, why is that man wearing a diaper? Uh, another one I found distasteful, which oh. will also be a running gag in this. Uh, there's a bunch of Japanese businessmen oh, yeah. that are tourists and then start taking pictures of them. Because <laughs> we haven't seen that trope enough in media. Right, exactly. Uh, so it happens a few speaking times. Speaking of Asians, so we mentioned a cooking competition. So at one point you go into the cruise ship's buffet line yeah, where you meet Wang. So you want to talk about Wang... Yeah. All right, let's talk about Wang. Wang is a traditionally drawn... By traditionally, I mean, like, think Disney when they did all that shit with the 
like tar and stuff. Right. Like, They're still drawing things a little bit too racist. Horribly archetyped, like thin line eyes, kind of buck toothed uh, Asian guy named Wang. Right. Because again, like a lot of the men have dick names. Not quite Simpson yellow. Yeah, yeah. He actually is kind of like maybe between my shade and my mom's shade. He was a, I think he was fairly shaded. Yeah. At the Reasonably very shaded. More than beige. Yeah. He had a little like actual red to it, maybe like a light brown almost. Now, I as much as the drawing was interesting, let's talk about his voice. So he does start off, you know, rolling the R's. I'm not going to do it. I'm half Filipino. You but already I did can't... it with Aloe's name, so... Well, I know. I just read it wrong on my... <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> In all fairness, it genuinely was just me not reading what my notes were correctly. Right. But yeah, he does the shitty Chinese accent. Right. At first. <laughs> and then it slips into pure Irish. Just this full Irish accent. As a half Asian, half Irish person was very confusing for me. I, I was curious what your reaction was during that whole sequence of like, once, once he slipped into the Irish, what you thought. Were you like, is he just fucking up his accent, this the I, actor? I, my first reaction was, they forgot. <laughs> and they thought they named him O Wang and said, fuck it, we're not going back to the studio. Right. Leave it in. But as Larry talks to him, he finds out that he's Asian in ethnicity, but was raised in Ireland. Right. And he has like a, a thick Irish accent. Fucking, yeah. It's, it's like bagpipes bad. Yeah. So he says that it's just easier to do like... He even calls it, like, an offensive Chinese accent. <laughs> he admits that it's really <laughs> shitty of him to do that. But he goes, when people hear my Irish accent, they can't deal with it, and it turns into a whole fucking thing. Right. So he just does that shitty, offensive um, Asian accent. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was a cleverly done scene to be real. I thought that was weird, and appreciated it in a weird way. <laughs> right. But then, like, the other sh- kind of shitty Asian thing they do is he's basically serving the equivalent of knockoff spam out there. Right, spork. So he's, it's spork. So right. the, the other gag in this moment is that there's a big uh, pig serving tray. Yeah, it looks like a ser- it's like a metal serving dish, but it's right. in the shape of a pig. Yeah, and when he lifts it, it's literally a can of spork. Right. And it's <laughs> Just... a small can of spork, <laughs> which I thought was cute, and Larry eats a bunch of it. He, he for some reason, loves it, because you know, Larry is a disgusting human being. If you fry Spam with, like, the right amount of, like, salt, though, maybe this is just because, again, I grew up with... In an Asian family. With, I'm a Gen 1 baby halfway, so... Right. This is what we ate. <laughs> it happens. You roll Well, I mean, it. you've got family in Hawaii, too, and, like, Spam with Subi is, like, really popular. Yeah, and... yeah, and my best friend's from Japan, Japanese, and her mom always cooked really good Spam, so I okay. never I never really understood the distaste for it. it was, right. It was like, I ate it as someone Filipino, and then my best I would have it at my best friend's house, so I didn't think it was weird. I think there's just also the association with it being kind of a uh, low, lower like a shitty thing. food. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a certain stigma around canned meats. Yeah, in general. <laughs> canned foods in general. And Spam just has a funny name, so it does you, have a funny you get name. locked into it. Right. But yeah, he serves spork, which is already kind of a thing that's like, oh, a shitty person would have that. Right, right. But that was a weird moment, and I think that Maybe they all got drunk one night and wrote about this weird character, and Al was like, I have to put that in. I have to put this in. That's fucking weird. Or he might have just met this person and gone. Right. I met a Chinese dude that had, like, the thickest Irish accent. Yeah. Well, it's like when you watch fucking Harry Potter, and Cho Chang speaks, and she has that thick Scottish accent. You're just like, oh. 
Oh, hey, okay. girl. Okay. Yeah. I was not expecting that voice to come out of you. Have you ever seen a community channel on YouTube? Mm-mm. She is a full Vietnamese woman, and she was born in Australia, so she has a oh, okay. pure Australian accent. Okay. But she's just full on Vietnamese. Her family's Vietnamese, and when she does her mom's voice, her mom is an immigrant from Vietnam. Okay. So she'll reference her mom and do the kind of broken English pieces. Right. And then switch into, hello, mate, and all that shit. <laughs> she's adorable. I love her very much. Well, it's like the actor that plays Jin Yang on... Um... Oh, Yeah. On Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Zero yeah. accent. He has zero accent, and he, apparently he just he has his mom read his lines to him, and then he does his mom's accent. Yeah. As to be Jin Yang. That was on a Too Many White Guys that interview. That was so good because he was. You can't tell. He sounds like every guy in L.A. Yeah. Like genuinely, just no, sounds like, like everyone I knew in L.A. Just a dude. And he just he drops the accent at the drop of a hat. And it's so fucking good. Anyway, so accents like, can be fun. Accents are fun, especially when they don't match what you assume they should. Right. <laughs> All right. So another game that Larry has to compete in. Let's go with the fashion one. So the fashion yeah. one is pretty fascinating how this one whole works. So you go into this room and it does like a 3D scan of your body and basically just tells you how fashionable you are. But the way you like scan your your computer card is there's this robot mannequin just standing there in, like, a nice suit or whatever, and you've got to unzip his pants and reach deep in and pull out the card scanner to scan your card and then shove it back into his pants. And Larry just goes, that's an interesting place for a card reader. (laughs) Why would he jump to this? I know. Like, that was his first instinct (laughs) was... Yeah, it wasn't to check a pocket. No, he just wanted to see what the guy was working with. Yeah, he did say that, didn't he? Like, yeah, let's see what this guy here. is working with. Yeah, I want no. to see the mannequin dick. <laughs> Larry, bud, what you doing? And they rate him a two because he wears a leisure suit, and it's disgusting. And if we haven't described him enough, he is truly a fucking two. The yeah. fact that he has all his teeth makes him not a one. Right. If this were West Virginia, Larry, he'd be a zero. He actually has all his teeth, and they're quite white. Yes, so, yeah, two. So, the way he has to win this competition, he goes into the grand ballroom of the the cruise ship, and he sees a woman there who is, like, designing clothes. And he finds out she's got a fashion show that night, and she's just, she's having the equivalency of, like, writer's block. Right, and she, when we see her, she is sketching, so that's how we know she's a designer. She has sketchbooks, she's got dresses and things drawn, and she looks a little, like, she's a little eclectic looking, I don't, a little funky. I don't know if also you noticed the little Easter egg on... Did she draw dicks? No, 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 she had one of the original, like, the very first drawings of Larry, um... On, on her sketch pad. Okay, that's pretty adorable. Yeah, and he looks, like, even worse, trust me. Like looks, <laughs> that's he, the he, one, He almost Larry. looks like Richard Nixon kind of, like, face and stuff. So, yeah, he's, like, very... Yikes. But, like, a caricature of Richard Nixon, right. you know, with, with the really long nose. But anyway, so Larry convinces her, like, well, since you don't have time to design anything, why don't you just feature the leisure suit? And she's just like, well, you know what? People are into nostalgia, Maybe that will work. Right. So Larry's got to get her some fabric so she can make, like, a new one just to make it look really nice. He's had a, a bunch one. of his destroyed. He's Yeah, a whole shit ton of his is destroyed. Actually, she takes the one he's wearing to get a design, like, out like That's layout right. for it. So he's got to go back naked again. <laughs> just, he, again, keeps running around naked this whole fucking ship. But manages to keep getting the leisure suits going. Yeah, keeps getting the leisure suits going. Um, there's another sequence. Oh, well, to wrap that one up. So he does walk in the show and because, oh, right. because he walks in the show, it 
the computer algorithm adjusts to say, all right, this was in a show. The leisure suit is dope. Right. Homeboy's styling. He scores a 100% yeah. on the fashion. So. Yeah. So he goes back, he whips out the mannequin dick, scans his shit in, and he gets 100% in that one. Right. So he keeps having to kind of cheat his way into winning each and every one of these. Right. He does not genuinely win anything. Anything. At all. At any point in this game. He's just a cheat. <laughs> at one point, he finds some dice. There was like a statue of dice that somebody was sculpting, and he decides to grab two of them from the very bottom of it. So the whole thing just collapses, and yeah. the sculptor's sitting there like crying. He looks like Bob Ross. I see that, yeah. Yeah, he had like a big afro and everything. Yeah. He's just sitting there crying and stuff. So he takes those, he gets them shaved down, and he's got loaded dice now so he can win the craps competition. Right. So the first time he goes in, he immediately strikes out, and then he goes in with loaded dice. And, and he wins a shit ton yeah. of money. And this girl actually approaches him because she sees that he's winning all this money. She's like, oh, hey, you want to come back to my room and play a real high stakes game? So they play this game, it's Strip Liar's Dice. Are you familiar with Liar's Dice? No. Okay, Liar's Dice is a real game. Oh, okay. Uh, it seemed like a weird made-up minigame for this. No, it's this is a real game. The only other place I've seen it actually featured, though, was in the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I thought you were going to say the second Larry game. No, 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 no. no. The second Pirates of the <laughs> that Caribbean That means it's not real. Movie. It's Bootstrap Bill is trying to win his freedom, and that's how they win their freedom on Davy Jones' ship, is they play this game, Liar's Dice. Do they do strip Liar's Dice? On they don't do strip on that one, Boo. no. So the, basically, is you get you get this bucket of dice, and you shake it up, put it down, you look at your dice, you see what you have, and you look at it, and you say, I've got three fives, but then you're also trying to guess how many fives will be there in the entire group. So you're like, I've got three. I'm going to guess there's five fives out there. So you say, I'm saying there's five fives. And then somebody's looking at theirs. They're like, I've got four of them. So I'm going to say there's eight fives. So you, you go around and you, okay. you go until somebody's like, I'm calling your, your bluff. Okay. And if you have what you said you had, you win. If you don't have what you said you had, you lose. Got it. Pretty complex game. Yeah, it's not an easy... You can't really do it drunk. There's a little too much math going on. No, and this is the one that, like, Larry can't cheat. Right, it's Larry the only one. Larry does not cheat this one. You legitimately have to play through this. And on the playthrough that we watched, this person took easily, what, 25 minutes to get through About this? About that, yeah. You got it frustrated. Like, I was just like, holy shit. Like, it, it takes a long time to get through this. Because you start with money... And then you have to lose all you the money. You have to lose that whole pot. And then you have to lose all the clothes. Right. So it gets down, the girl gets down to just her bra, and she's about to take it off, and she's like, hey, how about a drink? And Larry's like, I don't really want a drink. Her pussy's out. I know. Like, she is bottomless. Yeah. But she's, like, like being coy about her tits. Also, like, her pussy's rubbing up against, like, a ho the equivalent of a hotel chair in the sea. Right. <laughs> no, you... you Take the tits out before you open up the clam jam, bitch. At least put a towel down, yeah, you know? It's just gross. Something. And your own towel, not one of the hotel yeah, towels. Yeah, like maybe even take the shirt that you've already soiled for the day. <laughs> was soiled too aggressive a yeah, term? Yeah, soiled was just a little <laughs> too much, but... Uh, Snail trail. So she says, uh, he, let's get a drink, and he says, no, I don't want a drink. She says, you're going to have a drink. And he's like, okay. And she promises basically sex. He follows her bottomless ass out of there. Right, and she ends up drugging his drink. Yay! And Larry takes it and goes into this full-blown, like, acid trip sequence that's 
one part Fantasia, right. I would say, uh, is Enigata da Vida starts playing, so it's like a very heavy, and then it's weird. It goes into actual Fantasia, like the the free music that's mm-hmm. royalty free or whatever. But it's got like remember the dancing elephants in Dumbo. That whole sequence. It's a whole fucking thing. Where, where, he's, where Dumbo's drunk and doing that whole thing, but it's, instead of the elephants, it's condoms, and they're, like, jumping around in a little circle and everything, and it's a very uh, Larry version. If you've ever seen, like, a 13-year-old's notebook. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking the end of uh, Superbad, when yeah, you when see you all see the all penises. The dicks. <laughs> when you see all the dicks drawn as weird shit, but animated. Right. So they're dancing <laughs> at you. It's like my worst nightmare. That's essentially exactly what that ended up being, but, you know, it's, uh, it's Larry. So Larry later has to steal that drug anyway, because he's going to have to drug somebody later. Right. Wholesome. Don't worry. It's just during the cooking competition. Yeah. So. So it's So fine. let's go into the cooking competition. That one's pretty dumb. You got to make a, a You got to snag those roofies. Yeah. And you get basically got a drug. It's, it's not roofies. It's like an acid trip. Yeah. But he wakes up like not remembering anything anyway. Yeah. Uh, he gets all the judges high. They consider him the best cook on the ship and he wins that competition. The lovemaking competition, we got to go back to the librarian. Why are you looking at me like this? I don't care for this one. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you care for this one? I'm such a fucking prude. Like, I'm not into this shit at all. All of a sudden. Sorry, Tom knew me in college. Right. And he goes to the librarian and says, oh, you think you're the best person on the boat in sex? Let's go test that. She's She's having an awakening. Yeah, she's very much having her awakening. So he wants to take advantage of that. So describe the room where this challenge takes place. So well, it's like the Sexomatic 2000 or something like that. Just something That's the title of the room, yeah. basic. And there's four stalls, three of which are occupied. They look like dressing rooms. Yeah, they're basically like little dressing rooms. You can kind of see the top and the bottom part. So you can see like the top of the head or feet on the bottom or top. Right. Because, you know, limbs just... Limbs shooting out. Sticking out, out when you fuck. And we see, like, creatures in there. There's, like... I think there's a Hulk in there. Yeah. There's a Bigfoot Something's in there. Something's definitely green in there. Yeah. And, and it shouldn't be. People's legs sticking out of both the top and the bottom. Yeah. It's, it's all sorts of different positions. And then one empty room with, like, just this female robot sitting there. And it looks like Rosie from uh, Jetsons. From kind Jetsons of. Like, a little It's bit. very boxy. It's not like a fembot from Austin Powers where it... It looks like a female. It's, yeah. It's just a bunch of boxes colored in silver. Right. And so the librarian, she goes in with Larry's card number and everything, and she scores a perfect thousand. The machine, like, explodes and everything. She walks yeah. out, and the robot's sitting there smoking a cigarette. What's that shit called where it's, like, an actual robot that you, like, sit on and ride as a... Oh, Sibian. Sibian, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. It's a Sibian with a head. Right. Basically. <laughs> But yeah, she like goes in there and rocks it, and you can see the scores uh, of the For other stalls. For each people, yeah. Yeah, the first time Larry goes in, he literally walks in, turns around, is like, "That was great," and he gets. A I two. bet I was in there for an hour. <laughs> yeah, he gets a two, and then the winning score is nine hundred ninety-nine. Yeah. No, she she scores a perfect thousand. Oh, it's a perfect thousand. Yeah. Okay. It hits nine ninety-nine, then the whole screen it sits explodes. There for a second. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So she gets the perfect thousand, and then like the announcer comes over, like Larry Laffer, you just scored one thousand. Wait, really? Call me tonight. I get off at midnight. Like the just like the robot announcer voice. Like, wouldn't you also just be sick of this shit if you work right, there? Right. There's no employee fatigue. No, none whatsoever. Got this is it. just it's it's a sex ship. It's like a it's club. A sex ship. It's like Club Dread. They are all excited every year for all the sex that's coming. Right. 
So they all die. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> I'm sure everybody Which in I this would... game gets plenty of diseases. I was gonna. I was hoping you'd say murder because I'd want to play that game. No. Oh, <laughs> again, violence. Murder great. on the love boat. I would watch the shit out of that. I know you would. I love that. You love murder. I do. Okay, so Larry, uh, the bowling is dumb. It's it, it's a combination. You get of, like a weighted ball or something, you, or it's you, well, you put sex lube on the ball to keep it slick. Got it. And then but you're the able sex to... lube like reacts with this deodorant spray that you have to steal from somebody and it makes the pins explode. It's stupid. And like this isn't you kind of have to make this up as you go along. Like, yeah, there's no instruction they don't say, guides. There's not like a thing that unlocks and says this would work if you had this lube from this person. You really right. have to. It's a lot of exploring. Let's talk about the narrator a little bit because there is a narrator <laughs> to the game. He's a piece of shit. I like him. He's very sarcastic. He hates Larry. He, Again, he very much hates Larry. I love him. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite he's very, character. Um, he's very reminiscent of the voiceover actor in like the old Goofy cartoons. That was like, oh no, Goofy, you don't want to go over there. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so okay, Goofy used to do like instructional videos, and he, there was always a narrator telling what he was doing, and that was very reminiscent of what this narrator is doing as well. That's so. funny. Uh, there's one point in the game where somebody finally acknowledges and goes. Who was that? And there he goes, I have no idea, but I hear him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you hear him too? Yeah. <laughs> I love that somebody else finally acknowledged his voice. Yeah. It's really well done. And the narrator's always just talking shit, and he's like, Larry, what are you doing? Yeah. You fucking idiot. Yeah. And you if piece of shit. If you do the same thing over and over again, he gets like really annoyed with you too. Yeah, he's like, that's clearly not working, you fucking fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't cuss, remember? There's only Peggy that you cusses. beeping beep. You bleeping bleep. Yeah. It's pretty great. Um, the horseshoe, again, is dumb. You have to magnetize it. Just whatever. There's, there's nothing really it's, fun and exciting about that It's very, that like, Bart Simpson pranky shit you have to do. A little bit. Some of it. Cause, and, again, games back then needed to sell something after the fact. So they didn't have DLC. They have to sell strategy guides. Yeah. And so, Larry, they made it hard enough that you required a strategy guide just to get through some of these puzzles. I'm going, like, this... Does not make fucking sense. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to use? What sequence am I supposed to use them in? Entirely, because you're given nothing. There's hardly any hints. Right. And you just got to kind of power through this. And it's a sex game. You're like, why is this so difficult? Why is this the hardest puzzle game ever? There's fart jokes. There's fart jokes uh, when you want to go up to the, the craps, craps table. table. Yeah. When you want to go up to the craps table, it's fully loaded. There's three different James Bonds there. Yeah. And uh, like a cocktail waitress walks up and says, drinks anybody? And all three of them say martini shaken, not stirred, which I don't know why that's a joke, but. It's not. <laughs> so, yeah, he eats a bunch of bean dip and then he farts and it clears the uh, clears the craps table from that. Yeah. And that's how you're able to get to the craps game. <laughs> so Larry wins the Thighs Man Trophy Contest. Miraculously and only through cheating. Only through cheating. Purely through cheating. And it does a great sequence of him going up to the door of the captain's ship. Like They're like, come to the captain's ship and claim your prize. And Larry goes up and he opens the door. And they're bringing out last week's winner on a stretcher. And he's just, he's like, dear God, man, what happened to you? He goes, don't go in there. Just don't do it. It's... You don't want to go in there. So what does Larry do? So the narrator looks at Larry, like talks to Larry directly and even says, Larry, are you sure about this? And Larry goes, 
I've come this far. What else do I have to lose? Apparently a lot, Larry. Someone <laughs> had taken out a fucking stretcher. Oh, a fucking stretcher. Someone had to go to med school to treat this man, you <laughs> fucking idiot. And so it goes in, and then it's another fully animated sequence. And I love this one, because it's very much a take on that Elmer Fudd in the opera sequence. So he gets his opera helmet on, and he's doing the same leaps and like bounds that Elmer Fudd it's does. It's very pretty. It's very pretty. And he gets up to the top, and Captain Theismann's there, and she's like... Very like she looks like Mercy actually in uh, Overwatch. She's all in white. She does have short blonde hair. Short blonde hair, and she's, she's in a shell. She's in a shell, like this majestic ass shell at the top of this like kind of a tall Grecian mountain. All inside a boat. All mind inside you. of a boat, like at the top of the boat too. And so he runs up the spirals, and she looks over at him all all seductive, and then sees him, and she just gets so disappointed. She looks at him and says, "Ew." Ew. Which, yeah, you're right. <laughs> this is why you're a captain. You are good at intuition and you make good decisions. Right. So Larry and her just start talking and he realizes that she's just unhappy with her life. She doesn't want to be a cruise ship captain. She actually wants to be an oil rig tanker captain. So this tells Larry, all right, I need to go and figure out how can I make this woman an oil tanker captain? So he meets up with the girl who has the 90-year-old husband. Yeah. And she starts talking to him, and Larry's listening to her, because you get both their internal monologues, too. So she's talking, and what she's telling him is, Larry, I want you to kill my husband. She doesn't say it directly. She says it very indirectly. It's and very, through, God, like, I wish he was stores. gone. And so Larry's hearing it and thinking, oh, she wants me to come by and bone later. Because that's how Larry's mind works. Right. Larry goes to meet with her. He goes in the room and it's all dark and he sees a very womanly body on the bed. So he gets naked and gets in bed with her and just... You Which hear, is rape. <laughs> and just starts, to be very you know, clear. starts going at it. And then you see a heart monitor in the side start like beeping, beep, 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 and then flat lines. And then you see another figure enter the room, turn on the lights. It's the girl that entered the room, and the old man is dead on the bed. This is a very different scene in Clerks. <laughs> yeah, right? Seriously different scene. Similar, but... <laughs> but different. Yeah. She's really impressed that Larry has killed him using a heart attack. Larry thinks the guy's just a heavy sleeper and doesn't understand that he's dead. He's worried that she thinks he's gay, and right. that's like his only thought. Because despite... Okay... Reasonably rape, reasonably manslaughter, probably murder. Right. He's like, oh, I hope she doesn't think I'm queer. God forbid it's the 90s. To be fair, they are in international waters. He really couldn't get in trouble. I'm only sea gay. Right. No, for murder. Oh, the other stuff. Not that part. Oh. I'm not not the whole I'm only gay at sea. Okay. Gay yeah. for the stay. Gay for the stay. Yeah. I don't know if that counts on boats. Does it count? It should, it should count on boats, right? There's a whole thing about the Navy. I don't know. I think that was just more about the outfits. They have cute outfits. They do have cute outfits. You know? Right. Little Donald like, Ducks Like camo's a little too like. Eh. Sorry to anybody in the Navy that likes this show. What? We're saying your outfits are cute. Yeah. You guys are adorable. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, what were we talking about? Sorry. We're, the angry the, seaman. The, the old man the old dies. Man. The old man in the sea. So Larry's sitting there trying to say, like, listen, I don't want you to think anything. I don't want any trouble kind of a thing. He, he The way he's phrasing it is making her think he wants something in return for, like, monetary. And he's saying, like, I want sex as payment. And he literally says, 
I would like sex because, again, the incel mindset is if I put the nice token in, nice token be rape murdering your husband. Right. The uh, the prize I get is your pussy. Right. So he basically wants sex, but she's thinking his money. So she gives him half of the oil tanking company. Which, would that be the deceased husband's half? Yeah. Like, I assume she hangs on to hers. Yeah. So she, well, no, she keeps the money. Okay. She just wants the money that, like, So it's more the, the title that he gets. Yeah, he gets the stocks. Got it. He got 50% control of the stocks. So Larry goes back to the captain of the cruise ship, now with 50% controlling interest in an oil tanker company. Right. Be- that was available to him <laughs> on this cruise. was available to him on this cruise. And he presents her with that, and she's actually impressed. And so she's like, okay, Larry, you earned your week with the captain. These women are only motivated by money. Right, and they have to sleep their way to their positions that they want. Right. As you know. There's no way to just earn your own career. And that's how Andrea became the co-host of The Other Castle. Oh, I will end you. (laughs) I know where you sleep, bitch. (laughs) Next to you. Every night. Not tonight, honey. Oh. You get in a couch. Anyway, so um, fucking Larry lies and kills people to end up sleeping with this woman. Yep. You win the Thighs Man Trophy Contest. You are the Thigh Man. You get to lay with Captain Thigh, and all is well in the world. Is it? <laughs> Someone got rape murdered on the boat. Yeah, but like I said, it's in international waters, so it doesn't really count. Okay. Yeah. And he had a heart attack. It's like sea carnies out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for this shit at they all. I don't care at all. Um, so the game ends with you in a tryst. There's no way cuter saying it. Uh, with the captain. With the captain. The, sh- the clan shell closes in on you two. So you're just, you're in your own little love clan. Like limbs are poking out poking of the clan, out the clan <laughs> um, But what happens? So there's credits come and it's lovely. It's all just Al Rowe. It's basically Al Lowe. You're, Al- you're still doing the racist am I, Asian. Am I, no, I think I'm just dropping Al Roker. Right. I think I'm just no, Al Lowe. auto-correcting it in my head. It's like Rob Lowe. Oh. But Allo. Yeah, got it. Yeah. So the credits are rolling and we get a post-credit sequence. Like Marvel. Right. And an alien spaceship descends from the sky and sucks up the cruise ship into the bowels the of... The entire ship. The entire ship into the alien spaceship and takes off and it says coming summer 1998. How is coming spelled? Coming, C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Oh, coming. Oh, that's gross. Oh, that's gross. Leisure Suit Larry explores Uranus. We will not be doing that one. It never came out. Thank God. (laughs) What the shit is this? Yeah, that game never happened, but... Yeah, my last note is Larry gets sucked up by an alien during sex at the end. Yep. And I feel like that sums it up. That sums up the whole game. represents how I feel about it. I just wanted to just get sucked up and thrown into space. <laughs> what the shit? I do like the the bookend, though, of he says the same thing at the end of the game that he says at the very beginning of the game, saying You're this is the best me, night of my life. Yeah. Yeah. He, he really shouldn't say that. No. Bad shit. Every time he says this is the best night of my life. Bad shit happens. All right. So if you want to play this game, it was re-released on PC in 2013. Oh, really? I doubt with updated graphics. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to go back through and not play that again. Not nope. in my motherfucking house. <laughs> uh-uh, I pay for half this roof. That shit ain't happening here. Okay. 
Uh, so ratings wise, PC Gaming gave this an A minus. Gamespot gave it a six point seven out of ten. Ooh. Um, in 2011, Adventure Gamers named Love for the Sale the 71st best adventure game ever released. Love for Sale. What the fuck? The what? How, what number? 71 out of 100. Best of, game ever? Best adventure game Best ever. adventure game ever. See? It's not bad. In January 1997, for PC Gamer, writer Danny Wallace gave this game a score of 23% and described this game... <laughs> As a pointless mountain of toss. <laughs> pointless mountain of toss. <laughs> I love that so much. That was printed in a fucking magazine. A mountain of toss. A pointless mountain of toss. He's, <laughs> it's PC Gamer UK. Okay. So that's why you can get away with that kind of language. And he's the only one that had anything negative to say about this game. No. That's a lot. <laughs> As stated, GameSpot gave it a 6.7 out of 10. That's a D. You know, if that was Rotten Tomatoes, that'd still be certified fresh. That's so sad. Why? <laughs> Fucking Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but, like, I'm, I'm so obsessed with this line that he used on this game. He played through this game for work. Right. And they went, Danny Wallace, can you send us your review of this? And he goes... Yup, I'll summon it for you right now, though, motherfuckers. It's a mountain of toss. It's a pointless mountain of toss. <laughs> so I think he and I share the same I hate the incels <laughs> group feeling. Um, something funny, though. So obviously there is, like, weird, not super cool, like, rape shit and, like, all every woman is white. Every woman they're, is white, yeah. They're only white women. They all have brown nipples. Like, that's well, they didn't enough. all have brown nipples. They all have dark... No, the, the Judds had skin tone. They did? Yeah. Okay, I miss their nipples. Yeah. A lot of them are the exact same tits, which might just be an animation thing, but they're all white women. No, the redhead had uh, brown areolas with red nipple tips. I don't care for how closely you were looking at her nipples. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sure it's just burned into your brain from when you were 13 and totally <laughs> didn't jerk off to this weird fucking game. What is there? You saw the whole game. What is there to jerk off to? Cartoon boobies. <laughs> I don't think I have to elaborate. I, I could draw those. But you didn't have to, and they moved around. She said dumb shit like, ooh, Larry. My name's not Larry. You have no suspension of disbelief for jerking <laughs> off? Are you fucking kidding me? You don't have to lie to me. We're legally stuck together. Okay. <laughs> you want to break up with me, you got to, like, hire someone and shit. I can't just leave. <laughs> you can drop the bullshit. Okay. Um, so, something kind of interesting. So, in 2011 through 13, uh, Al was working for an online publication. Oh. He does, he still does some comics and things like that. He's a little older now, but he has joke, he has a joke website and things like that. But he's working for this site and the CEO of the site was fired because he was sending porn to children. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so... Which is kind of ironic considering your path with the game. It's literally just like cartoon sex <laughs> given to you as a child. Uh, so This was literally pornography handed to me as a child. Yeah. Um, yeah. The CEO of this publication was fired for it. And in support of the victim, Allo left the company. Oh, wow. And he put out a statement saying, I can't stand by this shit. That's absolutely obscene. Like... He's creating um, a negative work environment. This is a scary space. Like, we should not be exposing children to sex. Meanwhile, here we are. I am a child that was exposed to sex thanks to Aloe. Yeah. No, I am not blaming him. Please. (laughs) Don't drag him into this shit. No, 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 no. That's not at all. Like, somebody else gave me the game. Like, that's not Your brother. My brother. So it's not Aloe's fault at all. But I am a child who did receive the... (laughs) 
I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. But I do like, though, that he did do that. That sounds yeah. very like, because, you know, it is hard when you're dealing with something that this is pretty misogynistic. It's wildly misogynistic. You Every know. woman is a prize to be won or an achievement to be unlocked. Right. Literally in the game. Right. Except for the peg leg. But again, it's they were playing to a certain audience. They were aiming at... It was at, the 90s. It was the 90s. There were things that just... Movements hadn't occurred yet. There are no black people. There are no brown people. There are two sets of Asian people. It's the Japanese businessman. And then Wang, who's a weird fucking character. Well, uh, Exquisites, he's also like... We, we talked about that. He's like, brown, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And he's like indistinguishable brown. It is, it is ethnically ambiguous. I feel like he's a white guy named Kai that got left in the sun too long. Well, any white guy with dreads is automatically I just assume named he's named Kai. Kai, yeah. Every <laughs> Kai I've met has had dreadlocks, so I'm just going to And every assume. white guy with dreadlocks has been named Kai, <laughs> right. so... Right. I'm, I'm pretty If the square peg that. fits. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, considering what your story is with the game, this is the first time you're hearing about this right, story. Right, yeah. So, I, as kind of weirdly, horribly dated... Is probably the most effective way to call this game. Right. I mean, if you, I mean, if you watch Friends, there's weird transphobic shit in there. There's yeah. some homophobic shit in there, especially around like Chandler's storyline. So there have been worse things on higher platforms for sure, especially in this time zone. Right. Time zone, time era. But I think he's personally done a lot to kind of combat that and be protective of victims of sexual crimes. And like the person who did this was sending videos to a literal minor, a child of, like, graphic porn Jesus. and, like, sex images and things like that, and he eventually got caught. Um, I don't know what the case hearing was. I really just skimmed it to hear about what Al Lowe did. Right. Um, and I'll be very frank. What I did was I typed in his name and sex scandal. Just to see. What just to see. Cause like, whoever <laughs> the fuck put seven of these things out, <laughs> he on a list. He's on a list somewhere. But the only thing I found was that he left in solidarity to say, I do not support this. I do not want this organization associated with me or my work. I will go back to Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure Suit Larry. Sit on that mountain for a while. <laughs> That's the hill I'm going to die on, but not this one. So right. it's almost playfully misogynistic. And I'm not justifying this in any way, but I'm saying this is a product of the time. Right. I'm angry. I don't think it could get made today. No. This would be some 4chan shit. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So it's not the last in the series, even though, like I said, the 98 one never came out. So there was a sequel. The next sequel to come out was a long time after that. I think oh, really? that came out PlayStation 2 era. Oh, shit. Uh, and that one I was excited for just as like somebody who played the game younger than when I got was older. I was like, oh, cool. They're finally like rebooting this series. So it was more of a reboot than oh. a sequel. It was a Leisure Suit Larry game, however, it was starring Larry Laffer's nephew, Larry Lovage. Like Son of the Mask? Kind of a Son of the Mask. Larry, he looks exactly like Larry Laffer, but it's uh, it's him in college, and it's Leisure Suit Larry Magna Cum Loud. Why did I think it would be Leisure Suit Larry, like National Lampoon, and they'd be like Burt Kreischer him? <laughs> no, it's Magna Cum Loud, and it's... So it's literally just an, exa um, an excuse for him to get the frat butt paddles and yeah, that kind cheerleaders of stuff and shit like that. But then it's also taking a step forward in the genre. Again, this one's the first 3D animated one. So, you know, there's a whole lot to going with that. This one has a lot more uh, skill-based stuff, too. It's not so much as puzzle so like solving. Quick time events? Uh, not quick time events. You're like, for example, one one of the games is Quarters. 
Oh. And it's very much more like how, remember we were talking about the bowling where the lineup and everything, you got to yeah. time it perfectly. That's more what the quarters is. You got to line it up perfectly. But as you drink, you get dizzier with the thing. So it makes it a bit dip more difficult. So you have to do it perfectly to like, in got order it. to win those kinds of games. So but, kind of timed event things. And... Yeah. They're still, they're more skill based than they are logic based. Right. And Larry actually shows up in the game. Oh. Uh, you go to a bar and he's sitting there all by himself, like Creepy really uncle. depressed gray hair now same actor that did the voice too so like it was still like, yeah it, was, it wasn't like a situation of like they were being like shady or anything like they pay respect to the original but at the same time he's he doesn't win anybody like larry does not spoiler alert his, his life does not go well yay yay <laughs> there may have been another game after that i'm not sure though um, when I did look this game up, it did autofill in Switch, so I think there is a push to have these re-released for really? some fucking reason. Okay. How much would you hate if you walked by someone in public, looked over at their Switch, and saw this game? <laughs> Just saw them Be like, play. this fucking monster! <laughs> <laughs> Who is this offender? <laughs> I'm so this? soft and, like, I'm I'm a little broke, like, I can't handle this shit. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm a prude, apparently. Yeah, that's something we learned this week. Well, it's just, it's one joke. That's yeah. more That's more the thing. It's one joke it's that... It's one joke. It's a Saturday Night Live sketch that got turned into an entire video game series. <laughs> Eight installments of the franchise. Right. Um, I do have a few f- more fun notes on Al Lowe. Okay. Um, he is a professional saxophonist. Okay, so is Bill Clinton. Oh. Which you sh- see him Don't pop bring up, up my boo bill. He pops up a lot in the game, too, I if saw you that. noticed. Like, yeah, there was I did. The portrait of Bill Clinton as being a former Theisman Trophy winner. Yeah. And then there's... I get that. They do this segment, like, kind of towards the end of the game in one of the, like... It's in the performance area. And it's kind of like a Hall of Presidents situation, but it's just Bill Clinton robot. That's all I want. And he does literally... 35 minutes of stand-up. That's right. <laughs> there is 35 minutes of robot Bill Clinton stand-up in this game. And you can't really skip through it. You can't. Well, I mean, you can just leave the room. Okay. Yeah, but if, if you want to sit there, it's a full 35-minute set of robot Bill Clinton doing really cheesy jokes. So if you want to check that out. I wouldn't be mad about that. I love Bill Clinton. <laughs> I'm an apologist. You are a fan. I have a signed Easter egg from Bill and Hillary. That's right, you do. I Not like that. a video game Easter egg. No, a physical Easter egg from the Easter egg role when Bill was president. Yeah. Very proud of that. You really so are. So that's kind of where I am on the spectrum. It is probably <laughs> on display every Easter in our home. Yeah. And year-round. It's and just year round. on my table <laughs> all the time. So I did appreciate seeing my boy... I love me some BC. So uh, anyway, so he plays saxophone. Yes, he he's plays saxophone professionally, and he has played live with David Hasselhoff. Oh, just to throw that shit out there. I mean, that is like one of suits? the sexiest men alive. Still. I mean, was in '96. '96 was probably a better year for the Hoff. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a good year for Baywatch. I'll tell you. He was he was hitting the billionaire at that point. Was thirteen a good year for you? What. I guess so. <laughs> You're talking about Baywatch. No, remember we we moved. I moved that year, so I spent a lot of time without Alone. friends. Yes. So was Leisure Shoot Larry your friend in this trying time? You know, somebody had to be. Oh. All right, Goombas. I think that's enough this week. <laughs> I so. got a towel off. I'm a cold shower, hot shower. I just need a scrub. Please remember to like us, subscribe us, comment us, and respect women. 
and respect each other. Be mindful of others. Not just women. Treat men right. Treat women right. Treat kids right. Don't send them pornography. Don't send anyone pornography. Uh, Just remember, a dick pic is forever. Read the room before you do anything. Just... That's good good advice. Just good advice. Read the room. Read the room. Read the fucking room. All right, Goombas, have a fantastic week, and we will see you in the next one. With a much less misogynistic game. Hopefully, I don't know, video games are flawed. Yeah, they are made by men, so therefore... Typically, yeah. They're going to be... Uh, a little tricky to manage. Not all games are made by men. No. No, there's, there's some really great organizations out there, like... Uh, what's that one that in San Francisco, the Girls Who Code? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Ruby on the Rails is doing a lot of great things for female engineers, but... <laughs> Girls Who Make Games, that's another one, too. Yeah, I think Anna worked for them for a yeah, little while. No, there's some but good organizations out there. Support each other. Be kind to each other. Keep it in your pants, unless it's consensual. Yeah. All that stuff. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, baby.